listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Many of us love cats, but do you ever worry that you may love these fascinating felines a little too much? I mean, what exactly are the signs of cat codependency? Perhaps uh, you spend some time uh, searching out cat videos when you should be polishing your Excel sheet at work. Or you're afraid to let your friends know that you just knitted a throw blanket from the piles of fur you brushed out of your cat. Or you may even skip attending the world premiere of the latest Star Wars movie because it conflicts with the opening of the newest Cat Cafe. Now, you guys, cat codependency is real. And on our show today, we have whom I consider the number one expert to discuss this miyavelous addiction affliction. She's an award-winning author. She's written more than 200 books. And the latest is called Women Who Still Love Cats Too Much. Please give plenty of purrs to our special guest, Aaliyah Zobel-Nolan. Hey, welcome to the show, Aaliyah. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right. You know, listeners, Aaliyah has written, like I said, wow. 200 books, and they're mainly on cats, a few on dogs, and even God. To me, that sums up the trifecta of ideal topics. Now, we're going to have to take a quick commercial break, so I want you to bribe your cats with treats to jump on your lap, and together, be ready to learn how cat codependency just may be better than you imagine. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is a writing machine. <laughs> she has more than 200 book titles to her credit, sold more than two and a half million copies. And let me just share with you a few of my favorite titles, Dog Confessions, The Worry Warts Prayer Book, and coming out is Angels in the Bible Storybook. But plenty of her books center around all things C-A-T, such as... <laughs> 
This is what I'm loving. I just can't believe it. Ready for this, folks? Listen to what she's done. One book was called 101 Reasons Why a Cat is Better Than a Man. She followed that up with 101 More Reasons Why a Cat is Better Than a Man. Oh, there's more, folks. There's more. Now, she has written a book called 202 Reasons Why a Cat is Better Than a Man. And this is from a woman who seems to be happily married to a man named Desmond. Is this correct? Yes, it is definitely correct. He has given it into the darker side. He actually loves dogs. He's from Ireland, and he is a dog person. And it seems everyone in my life, my parents were dog people, and somehow or another, my wires got crossed, and I became a cat person. But he's very good. I always dedicate the books to him because he's so simpatical. Other than my cat, he's the best. Or I should put him first. I really should. But uh, yeah, anyway. We know. we know. Let's just be honest. Yeah, that's cool. You can be a tie. You can be have diplomacy in your house. That's okay. That's okay. Now, Aaliyah has a new book, and I really want you to get your paws on it. It's called Women Who Still Love Cats Too Much. And uh, it's been a pretty lucrative move for you, Aaliyah, for being catty. I mean, but I need to ask you this. Do you really buy iPads for your putties? Um, you know, I let them, I don't really buy them. We share them. Let's put it that way. I mean, I buy them and then there's certain kinds of games that they can play on the iPad. So I I share them. Some of these things are a little bit uh, hyperbole for the book, but most of them aren't. For instance, I have a new cat called Nolan Nolan, a rescue. His name was Nolan. So we had to rescue him because we couldn't leave him in the the shelter. So anyway, poor Nolan Nolan is under a year old and he, so he's never, had the love of a mother. So what I do just to keep him in contact with his roots is I run my mouth up and down <laughs> his fur like as if I was grooming him. And um, so this way he doesn't miss out on anything. And some people think that's bizarre, but you know, you, you do what you have to do. And, and I don't want him to miss out on anything just because he got rescued by me. Now, I'm just wondering what's your tongue like at the end of that? You know, I started out doing it with my tongue, but now I just pretend and he doesn't really know the difference but you just, you just put your head in his fur and go up and down and he doesn't know the difference but <laughs> what I've learned though is that now he licks me back uh, nice. in the morning he comes up and you know my other cat God rest his soul Angela Darling I just yeah. lost her last year but she used to constantly you know how cats headbutt and they right. uh, but this cat doesn't know from headbutts I guess he was taken too away from his uh, mother t- who you know too soon so but what he does in exchange is he licks you and that tongue is like goes right through you you know it's like oh, yeah. oh, and whatever <laughs> but it's his way of showing affection so you have to let him do it you know you have to let the cats be cats you know that is so so true but i love that he was a destined cat i mean when he came from the shelter naming nolan oh, i mean really i was very despondent because i lost two cats in the space of six months Ouch. uh so i only had I, I lost Macduff the bold and angela darling so i was beyond you know beyond desperate so I was looking on on the internet and I saw this cat and I went to the shelter and the cat turned out not to be the proper cat because I still have one cat, Sinead Cat, the Frady Cat. And she is like 14 years old. So I didn't want a kitten and I had to have just the right cat. So I didn't want, you know, after her losing her two pals, I didn't want her to to have any more trauma. So on the way out, this one, the cat that I went for wasn't the right one. So on the way out, I spy this little, and I always loved black cats. I wanted a black cat because oh, okay. black cats 
don't get adopted a lot for some strange reason, you know, they think they're evil or whatever. Anyway, I saw this black cat out of the side of my eye, and it was a kitten, and I said, nope, step away from the cage, do not go <laughs> near the cage. But I just had to look, and there on, on the nameplate was Nolan. I said, is this from God or what? I mean, it is. So I, my husband said they switched the name when they saw me coming, but uh, <laughs> the name was on there, Nolan. So I said to the woman, what's this cat's name? So she says, oh, you mean Nolan? So I said, get this cat out. Let me let me look at this cat. So he was five months old, which isn't really a kitten, but it's not really. I wanted a cat that was like two or three years old. So we had to take Nolan. We absolutely had to. I called my husband and he said to me, why are you calling me? You know, I know you're going to get this cat. So, you know, why go through the pretenses? <laughs> I said, come on, you have to come down and look at the cat. So he came down. And of course, the cat, the cats always do this at the shelter. They're all over you. Oh, and he went, uh, Nolan, Nolan went up into his you know neck part and was like you know kissing him and and what a suck and, up yeah <laughs> so, so uh, and winking at me like okay you know like so so of course Desmond fell in love with the cat and with a name like Nolan Nolan it could be one of our relatives we had to take him so we took him home and he's been really you know most of the cats gravitate towards me because I'm home all day I feed them I take care of them I give them right. salmon and cream you know why wouldn't they want to gush up to me as they say but this cat has you know, let my husband pet him. I mean, that's a first. With wow. all the cats we've ever had, my husband tries so hard. He gets down on his knees. He, he, he talks to them <laughs> and whatever, but they just, they only have eyes for me. <laughs> well, well, I am so glad that Nolan Nolan is now with you because that couldn't be a better match. And with your book, you originally wrote the book, Women Who Love Cats Too Much, but it sounds like cat codependency is kind of on the rise. It motivated you to write a new book on this topic. Oh. Well, what happened was a long time ago, I guess it was about 15 years ago, I wrote Women Who Love Cats Too Much. It was a sequel to 101 Reasons Why Cats Are Better Than Men. I had to write something a little bit less controversial, shall we say. So I always tell them it's not male bashing, it's cat enhancing for 101 (laughs) Reasons Why a Cat Is Better Than a Man. I'll tell you just a really quick aside to this. I was doing a radio show and a guy came on from Texas and I thought, this guy's going to bash me, he's going to kill me, you know, because you know, people were like, oh, yeah, you know, you're bashing men. And turned out he said, you know what? He said this accent. He was from someplace in Texas. He said, I love my cat. And he was going on. He said, you know, when I kill a rattlesnake, I give him part of it. And, you know, and he and he just plays with it. And we have a good old time with the rattlesnake. And I was like, oh, thank God this guy didn't, you know, whip me to shreds. But I think he proves even deep in the heart of Texas that real men, real men real love men. cats love cats. Well, you know, I've been a cat lady and I've always been proud of it. So, you know, writing this book, I wrote it the first time and then I thought it needed some updating and I think this is the time for it. You know, all of a sudden, I've always loved cats and I've always considered, like I said, myself a cat lady, but now all of a sudden, cats are the hottest thing. You know, they're on social media and uh, you see cats with hunks, you see cats, library cats and all kinds of cats. But, we cat ladies knew a long time ago that cats were the most fantastic creatures. You know, now all of a sudden the rest of the populace is, you know, is copping on. Well, they're being copycats, pardon the pun. But being copycats. So well, what's so wrong with that, though? But what is it about cats? Because you are a longtime cat lady, what is it about them that makes you feel healthier, happier? What is it about a cat? Uh, well, I think cats... 
you know, you always get this cats versus dogs, you know, right. and I even wrote a book about it, uh, Dog Confession. Uh, well, no, that was, um, I wrote a book called I'd Rather Be a Cat, the official <laughs> Better Than Dogs cat book. And in it, I correspond the two. And dogs are always seeking attention. They're insecure. They're in your face, you know, feed me, walk me, play with me, throw the ball, you know, whereas cats are very, if they want to be in your face, they will be. But it's up to them. You know, they have a mind. They have self-esteem. They're low maintenance. They're self-cleaning. Most cats really don't crave, like people say, oh, yeah, they, they crave attention. They sit on my book. They could go in on my computer or whatever. But that's because they want to join you. They want to be a part of what you're doing. So I think that the cat is just the most, if you look at a cat and you see them grooming themselves in the sun, I mean, this sounds like really, you know, smaltzy, but you can really, you know, getting to God, you can really look and see how wonderful the creator is because to think up of an animal like this, you know, who is so beautiful and so, um, they are independent or whatever, but they're just, you know, they take care of themselves, but they also need you and they, they want your love. I think that's pretty well said. And, you know, there's the thing about the cat, the tabbies that have the letter M on them. And I've heard different reasons how that M originated. Do you have any insights no, into that? I've never heard of this. Tell me. Well, all right. This is what I heard because I thought, well, she loves God and she loves cats. So apparently there was a kitty at the manger that uh, oh. saw that the baby Jesus was a little cold and helped cuddle. And Mary touched the kitty on the head and left an M. Really? Now, yes. Isn't that funny? I've never heard of that. I, I know. I, I don't know if it's true or not. We're going to have to ask the listeners. But that, yes, I, I'm I going for that one. I, you know, I used to be an ex-reporter where if, if your mother tells you she loves you, we checked it out. But I'm <laughs> going for this one, a full throttle. I'm going to be, I look at the little M on my orange tabby Casey and I'm like, yep, 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 yep. That's You're true. Yeah, so you got to check that out. Lovely, that's a lovely thing. I'll have to look that up myself. In fact, I'm, that sounds like a book. <laughs> well, there you go. We got book number 201 from Aliyah <laughs> Nolan. I mean, now, with this book, we do want to give credit to your illustrator. She is the remarkable Nicole Hollander. And folks, you know who she is. She's the one who pens that Sylvia cartoon that's in all the newspapers everywhere. I mean, you guys have had a few books together. Yes, it's a really great combination. We get a, we, although I've only met her once. I went to Chicago. She lives in Chicago once. She has that really sense of what the cat is all about. You know, you can give work to an illustrator or whatever, and, you know, they'll illustrate it to the best of their ability. But a person who really knows cats can add so much more to it. And she has toots, yeah. the, um, <laughs> her cat. And first of all, she's a very funny person and she's very intelligent and she's very political. And it's, so it's not, she's not just one dimensional. She's been around, you know, like I said, the Sylvia cartoon strip has been uh, syndicated for years and years. Now she has Bad Girls Chat. I think that's the name of her um, website, which she does archival and she does some new stuff too. And she's just extremely funny. We did 101 Reasons why a cat is better than a man and then we did the second 101 more reasons and then we did women who love cats too much we did everything i know about the rat race i learned from my cat <laughs> so 
Actually, this book reverted to me last year. And, you know, with so much going on, sometimes I I don't want to redo a book. But this was a book that was screaming to be redone because there's a whole new lot of people who are coming to accept the cat as the best thing since the smartphone. So they needed to get information and they needed to get some laughs. So, and yeah, she's absolutely wonderful. She, she and I work really, we click, we work really well together. Some, sometimes that happens and it's really magic when it does. I absolutely. Hey folks, we're speaking with Aaliyah Zobel-Nolan. She is a mega producer of great cat books, dog books, and religious books in her, her own whimsical, witty style. We're going to learn more about her latest book, which is called uh, Women Who Still Love Cats Too Much. But we got to pay for this show. So everybody sit back and purr. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at the Pet Lady at thepetlady.net. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. I'm with Arden Moore on the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. So please listen. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to O Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am so delighted. I can't believe I finally have Aaliyah Zobel Nolan in the house. <laughs> you know, I can't believe you haven't been on the show before, but I am delighted and honored that you are. I thought writing, you know, about 40 books that I've done with ghostwriting with medical doctors and then writing pet books. I thought I was pretty, pretty good. Oh, my God. You smoked me. 200? I mean, do you just wake up typing? Well, the problem is is that I don't turn off, and that is really a problem <laughs> sometimes. Okay. It's like, you know, my mind just keeps going and going, and, and like I have a pen and piece of paper with me at all times because I always, when I'm listening to someone, when I'm out at a coffee shop and or Starbucks or whatever, I just get these ideas, and I'm blessed because some people can sit in front of a blank computer, you know, for hours and just like, what am I going to write about? What am I going to write about? But I guess I never knew what I wanted to be when I was, you know, growing up. And I actually wanted to be a window dresser, if you can believe that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What that has to do with writing, I don't know. But then I always used to write my feelings down. And you know how a lot of people start and they write poetry and they write down, you know, when they're in love and and stuff like that. But I was writing about everything. I, I wrote about the shadow that my high intensity lamp threw and like ridiculous things. But I always like to write. And one day I went, I took a course and the woman said, oh my God, you should send this to the New York Times. And I'm like, what? So (laughs) I did. And it got in the New, and I didn't even know because I never buy the New York Times unless I'm in it, you know, so I didn't, and I didn't know. So my teacher sent me the,
the it was in the opinion section when they used to have uh, the opinion section in the Connecticut New York Times. Anyway, from then on, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I mean, talk about a swelled head. If I can get it in the New York Times, then you know, look out. So, and that's what got me started. I I started writing for the local paper, and I did all the grunt work. You know, when they asked you to do the camp roundup of every camp mm-hmm. in the whole entire Connecticut. You know, the times that they're open and and things like that. I did all the grunt work. Oh yeah, we call that as a person who spent 20 years in newspapers, we call that breaking fluff. Yes, yes. Well, that, that's what I did for a very long time. And, you know, when you're like a stringer, they call you a stringer. When you're a stringer, you get the horrible stuff to do. But anyway, uh, they also let me do a uh, humor piece now and again. So I was in my area, you know. So th- I started doing that. And uh, then I got a job with Walden Books as their staff writer. And I did like four or five newsletters when they used to do newsletters. And I got my first book. And this is talk about from God. I wrote a book called, I mean, I wrote an article called The Joy of Being Single. But it wasn't really the joy. I was very angry at this woman next door who was always asking me, oh, aren't you married yet? What's wrong with you? You know, you, 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 you know you're a funny looking girl, but oh, there's somebody for everybody, you know? And, and so wow. she, um, she, was, <laughs> she was constantly on my case. So I wrote this really scathing thing about, you know, why I like to be single, you know? And it was really, really, like I said, it wasn't a happy piece. And I sent it to the Hartford Current. And the woman sent it back and she said, this is really good, but can you soften this a little bit? You know, can you can you do this not in such an angry manner, you know, make it, a, you know, a joy of being single, not like, you know, like a retort to this woman. So I immediately rolled up her note and I threw it in the base paper basket because I said, oh, who do you think she is? But then I looked at it again and it said, if you do, I will publish it. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe you want to do it again. Did it right. again. It went out on the wire. It wound up in, I want to say, France and uh, the International Herald Tribune and there was an editor from New Woman saw it and she came back and she asked if she could use it. So, of course, I said yes. And from there, the thing took on life. You know, it was reprinted in a lot of different Cosmo and a lot of different publications because it was celebrating being single. Right. Things. Uh, Hang on yes. a second. Naturally, a cat would never interrupt a radio show. That's Hang on true. a second. A cat would never. Oh, well, that's because the cat is outside the door trying to get in. If he was inside here, he would be meowing too. Chipper and Gracie just apologize to you oh, and all not, our listeners. Not, Chipper, no, shame on you. Yeah, but you know what? They live with a cool tabby named Casey, and they know that cats are gods. So they have ultimate respect for all things feline. So I give them a break. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, so this article that you wrote oh, so started article, taking a life. So this article had a new life, and I was working for Walden Books headquarters as their staff writer, and I read an article on, God rest his soul, Peter Workman of Workman Publishing. Oh, I knew him, yeah, because I have a few books from Workman, yeah. Oh, that he, is, he was just such yep. a wonderful man, and I read how, it was in the Wall Street Journal, and it said something about how he takes all these eclectic things and this and that, 
And I am a person who takes risks, you know. I hate to go on planes, and I wouldn't go to a different country and stuff like that. But as far as the writing goes, I figure, what can they say? If they say no, they say no. So I wrote a letter to him, and I said, this was in the international, this article was in the International Herald Tribune, and I think it's a perennial thing. You know, there'll always be single people, and we need to have somebody who extols the joys of being single and blah, blah, blah. I get a call in two weeks. It's Peter Workman. He says, we want to do your book. Well, I went through, I mean, I screamed so loud you could hear me in Africa. I was like (laughs) screaming and yelling. And and to top it all off, he brings me into New York and they decide they want to get Roz Chask to illustrate it. And I'm like, I didn't know. I did not know who, you know who Roz Chask is? Yes, yes, yes. The New Yorker cartoonist. I mean, she's practically a legend, you know. But at the time, she was pretty popular, but still, you know, not as popular as she is today. Well, anyway, I didn't like her style because she has a certain style, and she's hysterical. She's she's so hysterical, it isn't funny. But the book, I thought, was was my life, and I wanted the illustrations to be beautiful. I wanted the girl in the illustrations to be beautiful, but of course she wasn't because this, is, this was a humorous book, and Roz has her own special... She has glasses that come out like fish, and she has doilies on all the, all the couches and things. She has her own special style. Well, everybody at my office at Walden Books was jumping up and down saying, my goodness, you know, you got Ross Chask out, you know, what are you, crazy? Of course you should take her. And Peter took me out, God rest his soul. Peter took me out and said, Aaliyah, trust me on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the book sold uh, half a million copies. It was translated into Portuguese, Japanese, German, all kinds of different, and it just after 20 years, went out of print last year after wow. 20 years. So That is great. I mean, yeah, it's, so, it's a small world. I knew Peter Workman, and his wife was a, is quite a cat. Carol, she, yeah. Yeah, He's, Carol. Yeah, she's written yep. me on some questions about her cat, so it's an interesting situation. But with your book, I want to just give people a few gems from the latest book by you, Women Who Still Love Cats Too Much. And I've, I've got it in my hands, but I don't know if you want to pick a few that you like or if you want to share just to whet the appetite uh, okay. for our listeners. Well, you bring home leftovers from a client's fish <laughs> dinner for your cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You install a cat flap door in the bathroom so kitty doesn't get panic attacks when you use the facilities. <laughs> you refuse to move your arm even though it gets pins and needles because putty is sleeping on it. You Skype the cats, leave the TV, and I do this, leave the TV, radio, and lights on. We just went to Ireland, and we we were gone for a week, and I had some coming in four times a day to exercise the cats and make <laughs> sure that they knew they were loved. Some people make earrings out of the fur from their cats after they terminate them. Oh, my and gosh. I didn't believe that was true until I saw a book. There was, there's actually a book, How to Make Earrings Out of Your Cat's Fur. I missed that title. I I don't know if I'll have that author on, but go on. Yes, it was quite funny. You allow her to chew on your toothbrush because she enjoys it and well, just because. I walked into my husband's bathroom. I didn't tell him this, but I walked into my husband's bathroom and there was Angela Darling on the sink chewing away on his toothbrush because they like peppermint. You know, oh, they, uh, yeah, they that's like a catnip, like, catnip family. Yeah. yeah, they seem to like, uh, and this one is you carry your work around the office in your mouth, meowing plaintively until someone <laughs> pays attention to you. 
<laughs> I could just see me doing that, right? You stop in the middle of a presentation, lick your hand, then rub your face in a circular motion like your cat does when he's grooming. Of course you do. Hey, folks, we're speaking with Aaliyah Zobo-Nolan, and she's written a zillion books. And this one is called Women Who Still Love Cats Too Much. And just shifting gears briefly, because I do want to give a shout out, because this lady is multidimensional and talented. Your next book is coming out. It's called Angels in the Bible Storybook. And so you've got cats and God. I don't know. That's a pretty good combo. That's a dynamic duel. Well, you know, I say from the feline to the divine. It's funny. I started out by writing about being single. And then I went directly to cats because they always say, write what you know best or write what you are attracted to or what you know. So I wrote about cats and I like humor. So, But then I got a job at Reader's Digest Children's Publishing a while ago, like about 11 years ago. And they wanted me to do to write children's Bible books. And although I was brought up as a Catholic, and I was a churchgoer. I wasn't that up on all of my Bible stories. Definitely not. I knew the writing part and the rhyming part wouldn't be a problem, but I really had to immerse myself in the Bible. And the more I did, the more I I wanted to write about God, because after all, that's where all the blessings come from. And so I really felt like I had an affinity for this. Somehow or another, I felt I, I was led to do this. So I started writing Bible books for children at at Reader's Digest. And then when I stopped, when I quit Reader's Digest to go out on my own, I continued writing Bible books because I knew all the, the religious publishers. And I just really felt... It's sort of like a payback. Right. I, I've been so blessed, and I want to write some books about the person who's given me all these these blessings. So that's what I did. Do these have any hint of your humor, or are they a different... Uh... Well, you know, I wrote a book, two books, three books, actually, in a series. They were Noah's Notebook, Moses' Memoirs, and Daniel's Dyer, and they were accounts of the patriarchs trials and tribulations in the first person noah was talking all about you know his travels and the storm and and being on the boat with his wife and sons and all the animals in the world and so that i injected a lot of humor in and those three are very humorous and i do tend to put when i first wrote angels in the bible i did it with a lot of humor but after i was finished 240 pages i got the word that they didn't want it humorously so uh i calmed it down i made it more uh, because when you do some books for religious publishers you can't interject a little bit of humor but in other books they wanted a straight bible telling and that's what they wanted in this although it's for children so you have to put some i always interject some little bit of humor and every illustrator that works with me knows there must be a cat in the illustrations so (laughs) they learn that you know people are like there's hardly any dogs in this book there are very many cats though that's Um, all right yeah, I think we need to let people know the two main titles they need to get their paws on that are out is are the women who still love cats too much and the one coming out, Angels in the Bible Storybook. And they're all, all of these books are written by Aaliyah Sobo Nolan. And you want to know more about her? It's easy. Just go to AaliyahWrites.com. That's A-L-L-I-A-W-R-I-T-E-S dot com. And before we bid you adieu, is there any parting message you can tell our listeners about the fate of the world when it comes to cat codependency? 
Well, I think that you can never love your cat too much. I mean, you can't love your partner or your husband too much. You can't love your child too much. And you really can't love your cat too much. So I would say sit back and enjoy the company of your cats and love them as much as you want. I think that was well stated. Casey's purring now like a diesel engine. He wants to live with you now. He wants to be known as Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. Nolan, Nolan, yes. Right. (laughs) Well, I enjoyed this very much. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, folks, we've had Aliyah Zobonolan in the house. She is an amazing author. She really hit you with some good messages of life in a very humorous, witty way. And I also want to give thanks at this time to our producer, you know, the Wizard of Paws, the one and only Mark Winter. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.